Welcome everybody to the Sports Ethos Toronto Raptors podcast. And once again, I'm your host, Ben Storchini. But in this world, in this galaxy, in this nebula, you can call me Last time we spoke, Raptors lost three games in a row. But since then, the Raptors have won three of four. A big win against Joker and the Nugs. A classy win against Shea and the Thunder. And a professional win against Gobert and the Wolves. With just a loss to the Bucks. Big. Classy. Professional. Just like my Opa. Rest in peace. I've mentioned before I'm half Dutch and Italian. On my Dutch side, I had the most incredible Opa. He was big. Six foot three, maybe six four. Dutch as hell and bald. A killer tennis player and jazz pianist and former Dutch spy in World War II. He used to play the family the piano every Christmas. Man, I wish I had that recorded. My opa was classy. Every day, no matter what he was doing, creased up three-piece suit, polished shoes, and if it was raining, those rubber covers links and a top hat to match pure class and my opa was a true professional he treated every day with respect he treated every person he met with respect whether that day was a win or a loss he kept his head high ready for whatever was next and I miss him dearly. Big, classy, professional. Just like the current run the raps are on. So let's get into it. And welcome back everybody to another episode of Hoopo and A-Rod. And today, Tony Tony Diamonds talks Hesh. Hello, uh, Ben. All right, Tony Sunshine, or not Tony Sunshine, I put Tony Diamonds. I hope you don't mind. It sounds like a bookie, doesn't it? <laughs> running numbers up and down the dance floor. Sounds like my legs hey, are Tony. broken. <laughs> down at the docks. Hey, who is that Tony Diamonds? Yeah, 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 yeah. Diamonds over there. Let's get into the, the past Raptors game since last week. So four games since the last time we spoke. And the first game was the Nuggets. And no one better to actually speak on this because we actually, uh, you had mentioned that you did have tickets to this game. Did you not, yes, A-Rods? Sir. You know what? Uh, it was really nice to get to the game, first of all. So shout out to my boy Ampin, gave me the tickets. Mm. Um, but you know what? Uh, I went with the intention of not only cheering on the raps, but with seeing like a good team come to town. Cause I've never seen Jokic play live. Mm-hmm. Wanted to see how he played. Wanted to see what all the hype was about. And I gotta say he delivered on one end, the passing, the court vision, just a general control and maestro like technique yeah. of this guy to run the offense was 
This guy was hitting passes and like out of this all different directions, finding guys that even I didn't see. And I was trying to check out the court and seeing where everybody was going, what kind of plays they're running. Really, really impressive. But I got to say on one, as impressive as that was on the offensive end, defensive end, I was not feeling Jokic. I find that not only is this guy a a step too slow laterally, but he just has such terrible positional awareness for a center. The Raptors are murdering this guy on a backdoor cut over and over and over again. And, you know, Fred, OG had their way with the threes. But I'm telling you, every time Raptors made a backdoor cut, this guy was nowhere to be found. And he would just let guys just. That's interesting because you're right. You see it. He he runs the symphony, so to speak. Yeah. And but when it comes down to that movement, I mean, that could just be he doesn't look like he's done a push up in. (laughs) <laughs> his entire life so yeah, yeah. that could just be a matter of conditioning I, I don't know Tony what do you think I don't know if you, you caught that game but yeah yeah. Listen, I, I mean I'm a, I'm a huge huge fan of Jokic mm-hmm. and we all know his offense and uh, his court vision uh, I couldn't put it any better than A-Rod but defensively I thought he you know actually he's like in a way like a Mark Gasol obviously he's one of the least athletic guys in our league mm-hmm. and uh, actually that's part of his charm I thought his hands are pretty quick uh, obviously, he's got amazing soft hands. Obviously, no lateral movement, but he's positioning. That's why I thought he makes makes up with IQ also on defense. It's probably better on hot defense than one on one. I don't know, but that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. And and yeah. also he rebounds, right? He's pretty good yeah. at rebounding. But I thought he's sort of a, a Mark Gasol type of defense where mm-hmm. he makes up an IQ rather than jumping and blocking and doing those kinds of stuff. You know, uh, Tony just uh, touched on something. I wanted to to get on that too. I got to give a shout out to Nick Nurse because I went in on him a oh couple boy. episodes again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to be honest. He put OG Ananobi on Jokic that whole game, especially in the first half. It kind of took Jokic right out of the game. He was not even rebounding at all in the beginning. And he only went to the glass and crashed it. I think it was the second or third quarter. Mm. And he only got one offensive rebound from what I remember. Mm. So, you know, he really, you know, did a good job putting somebody different on him. Yeah. And it threw him off his game. Yeah. So got to give credit to Nick Nurse there for that. I, and, you know, I th- just to add to uh, finish it out on Jokic is that they may have the, the Lucas and, and the and the Jokers might have the recipe to success of longevity, maybe because of the lack of athleticism, because they're not jumping all over the place and landing on people's feet. Because Jokic doesn't jump. Luka does. Well, Luka jumps, but not as much. But they're not the most athletic jump out of the building type of guys. You know, maybe they have the recipe to success for longevity. I don't know. But uh, that IQ. You can't beat that with a bat. The IQ of Jokic is out of this world. Like I said, he's he, he runs the symphony. So to speak. Yeah. So they took that game. That was that was a big game. That was a big win. Big. The OKC game saw Shane Giddy come into town, and uh, the Raptors also jumped on him quick and really really came out with a. I, I'd like to say it was a, a professional win. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys see? Uh, we can start with you again, A Rod or or Tony, whoever. Yeah, I mean, jump in. When it comes to OKC, I mean, you know, Shay's in town. He's gonna have his family and friends there. Yeah, um, he's going to be putting a little bit of extra sauce in everything he does. Uh, he was trying really hard. I mean, the one thing I have noticed though about OKC is not only do they shoot a lot of the threes, right? But mm. the way Giddy handles the ball, though, he really tries to make like an extra extra move instead of just the basic basketball play. So yeah. that's why you see him with a really high turnover rate. It's always oh, like yeah. in the threes or the fours because this guy will you know go in and instead of just doing like a real basic drive-in kick he'll try yeah. and go in do a spin move yeah and, and then he, 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 he pulled out a behind the back pass yeah, yeah. 
and then bang, hit him though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the game, and it's gonna take him some time mm. to you know adjust to the speed of the NBA. He's a young guy too, right? Isn't he like 19 now? Yeah, 19, 20. He's uh, he's select. They 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 have a nice future. That team, they really yeah. do. I think Dort takes. I think Dort shoots a little bit too much. Yeah, um, and and it's not the prettiest looking shot either. It's a bit clunky. I'm just saying, but yeah. uh, they they do have a nice future. What, what do you think, Tony? They, 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 they honestly they do have a, a few pieces. Um, how long is it going to take them to uh, be some sort of a uh, to move? They're not even a pretender now, right? But to move, they're knocking um, at that door though. They're knocking at that door. Yeah. They knock on the door, then the next, uh, they open that door, the next door is going to be pretender. Uh, yeah. How many years are going to become a contender? Uh, that, that's very interesting. It's a very interesting team with some pieces, and I'm sure they have a, a lot of other high drafts stashed away. I, Devlin said on air they have, what is it, 20 plus more first round picks to, up until <laughs> year 2029 or something, something crazy. Yeah. yeah. So to say their future's bright is is an understatement and then the next game after okc was the minnesota it, here's a quick question is minnesota <laughs> geography question i was trying to bring up a point i was watching the game with sharon my, my wife I was, I was about to drop a dime on her just like drop some geography like knowledge yeah. on her but then i didn't do it because i i don't think my facts are right is minnesota <laughs> more north than toronto like when it comes to like if you were to i'm gonna say no on that uh, I'm tempted to say no. Okay. Uh, I don't want to say no. Well, you know what? If I get this wrong, I'm going back to high school, but because <laughs> that's why I didn't drop. Because I was about to say, you know, they're they're in a colder area than we are. You know that, baby. You know that, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna end up giving an answer like the Miss Universe, South Carolina. Oh boy. Us U.S. Americans, <laughs> yeah. we don't have maps. So <laughs> that's she said U.S. Mean, Americans. Yeah. Oh, no. She's like I believe such as you know, uh, just pulling all the all the university words. <laughs> the you, yeah, the link the LinkedIn words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, the Wolves were in town, and I, quickly a, a note that I saw is the Jakob and Fred combination was ridiculous that game. I, I, I've been really keeping an eye on that, and you can just see the footwork on Jakob's end is just sensational. Well, uh, first of all, those all those years, they must have benefited him from playing for uh, for one of the greatest coaches uh, uh, in the NBA, right? And uh, you know, I think that the, the benefit of that is gonna, maybe he's gonna teach Coloco a few things. Maybe he can teach uh, Boucher a few things about that footwork, about IQ, uh, but especially Coloco, who's uh, young and raw, and mm-hmm. has some some upside, right? Mm-hmm. To have a guy like him, I think they're obviously just, just helping the team a lot, but I think he's helping in a locker room also. Yeah. Um, with a great attitude, the optimism, and being a glue guy, but also just teaching these kids, right? I mean, Boucher is not the kid anymore. <laughs> no, we no. He feels like I am not a fan of Chris Boucher. He, he shoots like my dad. He shoots like my dad with a leather jacket on, I, with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> How about a pipe? My dad yeah, used to, yeah. My, yeah, exactly. My dad used to send me when we lived at Driftwood Avenue. Speaking of cigarettes, my dad used to send me. Long story short, 1985, I was in grade 1986. I was in grade two, grade two, no grade one. He sends me to the max at Jane and Finch, Driftwood Avenue, with a note to go get cigarettes. Back in the oh, I remember. 
Walk into the Max Driftwood. Driftwood. You all know about Driftwood. All, all the dope dealers and everybody in the neighborhood would pat me on my head. I was the ginger of the neighborhood, right? So they, all right, go in there and go in. They would take, make sure I got to the store. They knew what was going on and make sure yeah. I'd get back. And then, boom, my dad, my dad thinking he's being safe. He's, he's in the balcony looking down on the 15th floor. Like, come on, boy. Like, God damn. Anyways. I, yeah, I'm going to make this statement. And yeah. I know it's going to be controversial, and I'd, I'd love to hear your guys' uh, comments. It. Spill it. I, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, Yak has the highest IQ on the Raptors right now. Mm. Mm. What do you think? What do you think, Aira? Take me to can you Can you elaborate a little more, Tony? His, his positioning, his passing. If you remember, he gave, I think it was in the, um, uh, was it the uh, Wolves game? Okay. When he gave that amazing pass, alley-oop pass from about 25 feet mm-hmm. to Ananobi. Okay. Now mm-hmm. that, that's, that's an a amazing, big a big man mm-hmm. to give that pass. So that, that shows you something. But uh, that, that's not the only time that he gave some amazing passes, uh, either from uh, free throw line or uh, or extended free throw. He has amazing court vision. He has amazing footwork. He mostly plays within his role. He, I, I think the guy has great positioning for rebounding, not to mention his rim protection. Uh, he, he does a lot of little things, but the intangibles. he's got that intangibles. And uh, you tell me, who matches his IQ or better? I, I don't tell me Siakam. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, would, no. I would agree with you for sure at the center position, at the five, unquestioned. But, you know, I would... No, oh. yeah, I'm interested to know where you go with on this. I, I would probably go with Fred, to be honest. I was going to say. Because, and there's my reasoning, man. And I brought this up last episode, too. Hmm. Or, or the episode before. Fred is a four-year college player, right? Yeah. He's not a guy that just, you know, was one and done. He was also absolutely excellent at Wichita State. Any of those old Greg Marshall teams, he runs a pretty hard system to, you know, to pick up. Mm. And Fred delivered on all accounts throughout those four years. Yeah. You know, so he already came into the league with that. He also had to work at getting his starting role. And when I watch him play now, he's more he's become more of a scorer because he had to be for the Raptors. But I still feel like he makes a lot of the right reads. Yeah, he does. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know if I would say, yeah, better than Jakob, but I would say, yeah, better than Jakob because he's a point guard, and by nature, point guards run the offense. But yeah. I would say, you know what, I, you know, agreeing with Tony, I think he's definitely 1A, 1B kind of situation. Yeah. It, it's it's also, is it fair to compare? I, I, I'm just, honestly, I'm not yeah. sure exactly it's fair to compare a point guard with a big man center. 100%, 100% is because you look at Denver, Jokic's IQ blows everybody out of the water on that team. So yes, you can compare. Good point. I, good point. Yeah. Let me tell you why we uh, at uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, and, and Ben and I we've always been a huge fan of Fred. Tell, tell him Tony. Yeah. Tell him Tony. Who told you about Fred Van Vliet <laughs> when we didn't we, draft him and we just scooped him up? Who told you? That, Who told that, you? That, that was. Is there, who's who's that guy there? Uh, 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 who? Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> my my son, um, the one who's a teacher, and uh, he also works at two jobs. The other one is at the Cheesecake Factory, and he didn't give up give one up as a server. And uh, about uh, four years ago, who walks into his uh, Cheesecake Factory? Fred Van Vliet with his wife and his uh, brand new daughter. Hey. So he's in my son's section. 
So, uh, Fred uh, orders uh, filet mignon, which uh, cheesecake as, as a point guard cups. would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any respectable yeah. point guard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he orders. He orders. Normally, this uh, filet mignon or any steak comes with the mashed potatoes and green beans. Not Fred. Not our man Fred. He's a meat and potatoes guy. Instead of green beans, he wants French fries. He uh, the bill ran up to $130. He leaves a $60 tip. The most humble guy. The most respectful guy, and, and my my son at the time, he's been there from the beginning, and he's, he's been waitering and serving for the last probably eight years. The mo one of the most respectful, most most humble guy that you can imagine. Never mind the tip, but the way he ordered, he didn't want any problems. He didn't nah, give anything he stayed back. A human. Sounded like he st he stayed a human, stayed a human being. On so that, and, and you know yeah. what, I, I admire that. So much. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, it's nice. You know, because they, they come, people come to this restaurant and they think they own it, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like a, I could see like a Carl Lewis walking in there throwing the yeah, cheesecake. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> your cheesecake. Like, That's a nice story, Tony. I like that. Let's jump into um, let's jump into the Bucks. The Bucks were in town last night. Oh, they were they were in Milwaukee, right? Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're yeah, right. Yeah. You're in Milwaukee. And it brought up something before we get into the in, any highlights or any notes we might have. There's only a few players. Let me just get this out. There's only a few players in the league in the past few generations that drive me, Ben Stortini, El Hoopo, a little bit crazy. But there's a current player that also drives me crazy. And it's this guy right here. Brooke Lopez. Oh. I don't know why, but Brooke Lopez drives me bananas. Brooke Lopez looks like a guy who snacks on cold meatloaf in the bath. <laughs> he, he, I bet you Brooke Lopez has bats as pets. <laughs> Archaeologists have found that face in caves. And I guarantee this guy right here, he hates butterflies. I can guarantee that. Brooke, Brooke Lopez got that bring a driver to the mini putt energy <laughs> he's just angry man you gotta let him you gotta let him like just release the anger man right he's, he's the type if a kid brought home a yo-yo he would cut the string <laughs> yeah he would he would cut the string fuck your yo-yo yeah what do, you, what do you think tony you have any comments on that bucks game not not lopez i just had to get that out because lopez just drives me crazy at it but and on the other hand, whatever you say about Brook Lopez, he's a big piece of what uh, Milwaukee does. And what a year he's had! Oh yeah! <laughs> Can you believe they got him from the Lakers no. for like a bag of peanuts and like a couple of Pringles? This guy's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. This guy's averaging four or five blocks a game this year. He had that back surgery, comes back and he's just rejuvenated. And you don't see that happen very often. Back surgeries and you come back better. You know what I mean? And honestly. Talking about about you know, you're right you're right Ben I mean uh, what a recovery but uh, think about um, it wasn't uh, uh, Polo's uh, best game last night and part of it was uh, guarding um, um, uh, Lopez in space he was uncomfortable whenever he was out there mm. um, and, and the, the 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 guy was a he had what a fourth quarter. I think he had like uh, 19 points. What did he have? Like huge. Yeah. Something like that. Enormous. And yeah, he he can make his free throws. 
uh, rim protection galore. He, how, how many? Never mind the blocks. How many shots did he? And I, I mean, and and that's what that never shows on a stat sheet, right? Yeah. How many yeah. shots at the rim? Disrupt. He def, he disrupts. Yeah, and and yeah. without just his presence, uh, just being there, putting his hands up, right? I love being guys vertical. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Also, so, you know, sorry uh, to cut you off, Tony. No, no problem. Just, yeah. just because you brought up uh, how many shots was the altering at the rim, right? That they don't end up on the stat sheet, but they're very important to the outcome of the game, and they come at crucial times, right? Same goes for guys that make like not necessarily crunch shots, but you can call them kill shots. Mm. And the, first, the idea of that came to me from a guy, Evan Maya, who does stats online for college basketball. And he actually has teams that shows them, you know, like how many kill shots they have uh, per game and how many they allow. So it's a nice little interesting stat. So explain to explain kill shot again. So basically like when, you know, when, when a team's going on a run, yeah. right? And then you end up hitting a shot that effectively kills the oh, game. Oh, okay, yes, yes, right? yes, 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 yes. Or the yeah, team does it to huge. you. You know, yes. like those are interesting stats to record, right? I like that. You get to kill see, shot. like, you know, how these teams great, perform. Great, great stat. Great yeah, stat. Crucial yeah. points, right? Those are crucial points. Nick Nurse and his staff have the Raptors currently in ninth. I believe we're a half game behind Atlanta for eighth. So currently we're into the play-in. Where do you boys? Who do you boys want to see the Raptors see come this playoff run? I'll, I'll let Tony take the stage on this. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. I think I think uh, best uh, case scenario at this point. Mm. I uh, I apologize for maybe being a little bit pessimist here, but I think the best case scenario would be eighth place. Uh, obviously, after the play-in, mm-hmm. um, if if somehow. Uh, they avoid the two games of the play-in, and they just can play one. Obviously, that would be better. But I think uh, that that and that's why that game that would be like one versus eight. That would be Milwaukee versus the Raptors. See, I want to see Raptors somehow see the Sixers because you, you brought it up before. We brought it up before. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse has a cauldron in his basement. Uh, he has a recipe in this in, in a uh, mason jar <laughs> for Doc and the Sixers. He and not gonna say he's figured them out, but he's he's in their heads. And I know we saw we saw them or, or the Raptors saw them. Was it? It wasn't last year. Or was yeah, it, it was the year before? Year. It was last year. It feels yeah, like so yeah. long ago. And you know things could have could have shifted another way. But personally, I would like to see the Raptors face up against the Sixers. Way more than the Bucks. I, I think um, Raptors don't have a, a great chance against the Bucks, to be honest. Uh, they're just too deep. If I had to pick one right now, I'd say Celtics. Give me the Celtics, man. Yikes. Yeah, and the only reason I'm saying that is because we took them to seven in the uh, in the COVID season with yeah. the bubble. And then also the Celtics, I think the way that they're coached now, they're more offensive-oriented than they were last year and the year before. Because with Adoka, like their primary focus was defense. With Missoula, it's like more let's let's play up tempo, let's shoot some threes. And the way they've been playing lately in the last ten games, I think most Celtics fans would even complain to you about how they're been playing. So yeah, I'd take the Celtics right now, man. I'd I'd take them. Let's take them because you know what? If you get them to Game Seven, hey, all it takes is one game. Anything can happen, man. Yeah. All right. So the next game the Raptors got is the Indiana Pacers with one of my favorite players in the league currently right now is Mr. Tyrese Halliburton. 
Uh, who, what are you guys looking out to see within this game? What what what, uh, what things are you looking for? Or is there anything specific or nothing at all? Let me know, Tony. What do you think? Yeah. Um, by the way, this is uh, this is my all-time keeper. I have some amazing offers for Halliburton and fantasy. Uh, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I, like... I, I got him too, Tony. I got him too. <laughs> so no, no, no. I'm not parting with Halliburton. No, that... Seriously, he is he is my the very favorite no that that at the top of my list uh, a mile above anybody else because i love those high iq guys yeah and uh, at an early age and uh, it, I, I don't know how how you you get that way it would be uh, very nice to have that uh, cauldron in a basement with a recipe right <laughs> I, i've used this before and i hate to use things twice but it, tyrese halliburton is your favorite player's favorite player i i think He's not flashy, he's not too, he's, he, you know, he barely made the All-Star game, but there shouldn't have been a question to that. He, sh he should have been in no, no questions asked. So, you know, it, and when you watch him play, he doesn't have the greatest shot either, a form-wise. When you see his form, he's kind of got this push thing going on. I don't know, but it works. It works for him. So, what, you know, I, I can't sit here and, and, and dice up his shooting form, but... Um, I don't know what it is, but he to me, I'm with you, Tony. This dude is a stud, an absolute stud. But by the way, it, it, it's not this season or last season. Way back when he played for the Kings, I watched him and I, I marveled. Oh uh, yeah. As a rookie, as you, you name it, uh, yeah. it's it's just rare to see a guy with that high an IQ uh, to come into the league at a, at a tender age. Uh, I, I, I think we're privileged to watch that guy. Yeah. What yeah, do you think, yeah. hey, Rob? Thank you, man. I, I side with you guys on that. He was great, man. Even in uh, college of Iowa State, man, this guy was actually broke his hand. Yeah. Um, does, 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 quick question to you, you're the college guy. Mm -hmm. Does Keegan Murray have a brother? Yeah, Chris Murray. And yeah, I, he's coming in the draft next year. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering so if that was his he, brother. He had a pretty good season, but, you know, execs and. Uh, GMs and scouts will look at him because basically same kind of player, right? Is, is he nice? He's he's good. I mean, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't rave about him, but he's good. No, because I mean, Keegan had everybody talking coming into this. Yeah, he he was going to be the number. Yeah. Like he he's he's the guy to watch. I think when you look at college, you gotta go to Brandon Miller right now at Alabama. Mm -hmm. He's basically uh, he's a stud. Hmm. By the by the way, I'm looking at a very interesting uh, matchup between uh, Pirtle and uh, Miles Turner. Mm -hmm. um, that is, uh, I, I think that's going to be a, a fascinating chess match. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Pirtle's got the size. Uh, it's got more IQ. The, well, you'd have to guard him in space too. Um, yeah. yeah. It's quite I, I, mobile. A, hel a healthy Miles Turner is nasty though. Yeah, yes. yeah, he's a good player, man. Yeah, he player. is. Yeah, brings it out to the perimeter and can shoot. Well, let's let's end this, boys. But but th thank you so much for coming on this episode. No, thank and, you for having me. And bless you, Tony. Great to meet you. And A Rod, uh, a pleasure to meet you. Uh, you're you're a true uh, basketball brain. And uh, we'll we'll do this again. This will not be the last time. Above and beyond the rim, we will see you on this show, Tony. Thank you so much, my friend. All right. You too. Honest to God, a pleasure. And I I truly enjoy the the show. Thanks, Tony.
Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been a Sports Ethos presentation of the Toronto Raptors podcast. I'm your host, Ben Stortini, and you can find me on Twitter, of course, at El Hoopo.